what you train for. Life. Welcome to Train for Life, a podcast brought to you by ISI Elite Training. I'm Adam Rice, founder and CEO, and we'll be hosting this alongside Amanda Hall, our COO. Tune in weekly as we explore topics on personal and professional development to help you level up in all aspects of your life. We call this Training for Life. What's up, guys? My name is Adam Rice, and I'm the founder and CEO of ISI Elite Training, and I want to welcome you to the Train for Life podcast. Today, I'm here with my co-host and COO of ISI Elite Training, Amanda Hall. Welcome. Thank you. I'm excited S- to be here. Yes, yes, yes. So we, uh, we've been talking about doing this podcast for some time now, and we're actually doing it. So bear with us. This is our first episode. We're rookies here. But um, Why? Ultimately, like, why did we decide to do this and kind of what's our purpose in, in releasing this podcast? Yeah, I mean, really, this podcast is to bring a lot of value to our audience, right? Like, Train for Life is, we understand that it's more than just what we are at ISI Elite Training, which you may think of us from a fitness component, but really, it's so much more than that, right? Mentally, physically, um, how do you get better in life? We're all training for something, um, and I think this podcast for us is really a way to connect with our members, um, with Iron Nation, um, and really bring value to them on topics that you and I are both passionate about, that we know they're passionate about. Um, and I'm really excited to kind of dive into some of the topics that we're, we're going to be talking about yep. and the guests we're going to bring on. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I think from the standpoint of, you know, that some of the topics we are going to cover, guys, it's going to be all over the place, right? We understand that the audience that's inside our facilities and outside of our facilities you know, one common thread through that is that there's a growth mindset there, right? And um, if we backtrack and say like what ISI stands for, so ISI is iron sharpens iron. It's from, um, the the whole proverb is iron sharpens iron is one man sharpens another. And ultimately that is, you know, you can look at it as two different ways. Yes, it's the the people we surround ourselves with, right? So our community, Um, but also in addition, we're all trying to achieve something in our life, the four quadrants of our life, our finances, our, um, our fitness, our faith, and our family. And so through that, if we, you can't sharpen iron without friction. And ultimately, to go to the next level, there's always going to be friction. So through that, on this podcast, that's really, you know, um, in addition to a lot of things that you guys are going to be interested in, we're going to be talking a lot about growth mindset in different areas of life. And so... Amanda, let's dive into this and uh, I was about me, to ask you. Yeah, I'm going to ask you though. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to flip the script here. So tell us a little bit about you, how you got to ISI, your family life. Give us the rundown. Yeah, so I've been at ISI for just over a year. Um, and I beyond just ISI elite training, I'm a mom. I have two daughters, teenage daughters, 13 and 16. So very fun phase of life. Um, I'm married. I professionally, you know, I always like to say I went to college at, uh, in telecommunications. I worked in the corporate world for 17 years and then, um, found franchising in 2016 and, um, really built my career there. And you and I met what a year and a half ago, maybe. So, uh, and that's really, I mean, finding ISI was you and I meeting and, uh, I think I was giving you a tour of an office where I'd worked and that's how we met. And then, uh, took my first session here in Charlotte at our ISI Elite Training Dilworth location and just fell in love with it. Yeah. yeah. The community, the people. Um, and I, I think I found my fitness, that my passion for fitness really um, 
being a woman and kind of going through the phases of life where you're whether you're a mom or not your body changes and then mm. and, you know found my passion for fitness and how it really changed my life and how I feel about myself so like not only working in this industry is awesome but I really am a big believer in what it can do to change you as a woman but also like it impacted my family it's awesome so like being a woman being a woman leader um especially in franchising what is I would say like what are some of the challenges right because as kind of where we're at in society we see more and more female leaders um, which is amazing absolutely and so what what are some of the challenges that you face and you know what are some of the I think also the maybe the benefits that you have as a female leader that you know over a male leader yeah it's funny you ask that I mean I, I hear challenges a lot and I have I have faced some challenges but I also think, man, women, we just have, we have so many God-given gifts, I think, that are just intuitive to us. Um, I mean, some of our best franchise partners and owner-operators are women. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like your ability to put a balance between emotional connection um, with people who you lead, especially as a leader, um, you know, your self-awareness is really, really high and very strong. Um, but I will say, you know, the more you move in your career as a woman, um, you know, I recently went to a, a vendor show and it was interesting. It was myself and then, you know, our director of development and training and it was predominantly men there. Yeah. And it was interesting. I actually talked to um, another woman who was there. She was part of the administrative staff that put the event on. And she said two years ago, it would be all men. Hmm. So it's in such a short time that, women have really kind of found themselves in different seats. And I still think the barriers you have to get through, depending on the brand and the organization you work in and like how they've worked in the past with women, it's, it's, you kind of condition with what you know. So sometimes I think there's barriers that are, are because someone else is conditioned to see somebody as, you know, maybe a woman as not having as, as strong of a ability to be um, discerning and decisive yeah. and make those decisions. Um, so I do think there's definitely barriers there, but I also think it's changing very, very rapidly and quickly. And if you really want to be a relevant brand that people want to be a part of, you've got to get in that. Like you need to have a balance of representation at the highest levels in your, yeah. in your organization. I agree. I always say that some of the, the, and I'll tell, I'll tell female coaches this all the time is that I think female coaches have the biggest opportunity to be the most impactful coaches but also they're, they're judged more than, cause like, let's be real. You've got men coaches who, you know, are, are rocking 20 pounds overweight, but they're not really looked at right. that. Oh, they're, they're just strong. Right. But you, you have female and the level and, and standard at what female coaches need to be held to in the eyes of society is it's so interesting because you have called a badass female, coach like our our head of fitness training Tara like people look up to her in a huge way and so I think you know when I really look at it that way I don't me personally I don't I don't see I don't see a difference in male and female from a leadership ability um, other than the fact that yeah I think it, it's a confidence thing and it's also you know going back to like the way that the like kind of you boldness is yeah decisiveness, those types of things that inherently I think some men probably naturally have where females, that's, that's gotta be a struggle, right? Because um, naturally, I, I don't think that comes definitely naturally and it's probably suppressed 
through life mm-hmm. in a way. Um, so with that, though, because it's probably taken you time to develop that, right? You weren't born with it, I don't think. I don't know. Maybe you were. I was, I was the strong-willed. <laughs> I was the strong-willed child. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> there so was a level you, of boldness, but yeah. How do, you ta- how do you take or like what's your advice for, you know, someone who's, you know, mid-20s stepping into a career and they want to advance their career um, or maybe they're a business owner and they really want to lead a team. Like as a female leader in being decisive and, and having tough conversations and doing those things that, quote unquote, you know, historically they say female haven't done as much. Like what does that look like and what advice would you have? You know, I think um, there's I think there's so many things to think about. I always say um, – do the job before you get the job like put yourself in the shoes of where you want to go i think this is for women and men but i think especially women we oftentimes say i want something but we don't really give it the time to imagine it like put it in put it in your put it in your mind that you're in that role so that you show up the way that role needs to show up Um, and then also remember it's okay to ask a question answer a question without necessarily it being just the way someone else would Mm -hmm. you know I think as women, we oftentimes tend to compare ourselves a lot. And so in the professional place, you can start to compare yourself to a man, say a man that's in that role. And men respond differently. Everybody responds differently. But I also think there's there's ways that you respond that are just as valid. And I think a lot of times the doubt that we face is that we see ourselves maybe maybe translating that into action a little differently, right? And then you can start to doubt yourself in that. So I would just say know that the way you are is the way you're meant to be and the way you ask questions, um, the way you – the lens you look at things through, um, it may be a little different, and that's okay. That's Mm -hmm. a great thing. Great organizations really value that because that's how you win at the end of the day. But I will say professionally to really be successful, you know, my motto – through growing my entire career has always been um, you do a job before you get a job. Like you actually have every, no one stops you from doing anything you want to do about yourself. We all know that. I know we're going to talk a lot about that through different, um, different podcasts here that we talk about, but I I do feel like you have that ability to jump into anything you want to do. Yep. So uh, last, last female leadership question. Um, And then we'll, we'll pivot. Um, Just talking with a lot of female leaders, really over the past couple of years, they, I think their number one struggle that they've communicated to me is, you know, excuse my language here, um, we'll try and keep it very, very family friendly, but I don't want Do to sound to like, a, for you? like a B-I-T-C-H, right? And that's, that's what a lot of females have said to me is like, yeah. you know, if I, if I am, uh, that I'm afraid that I come off like that. And so they mm. may be decisive, they may be doing these things, but you know they're perceived as as that, or they think maybe it's a maybe it's an insecurity, a fear that they have that they don't want to do. So, what would you say to those people? Like, do do those do those ladies need to push forward and push through that, or is there some emotional intelligence that they need to navigate? What does that look like from that side? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think relational equity in a leadership role is really important so if you come right at the lens of leadership through the through a through a place of it's my way hear me control right so sometimes those when you feel like you're perceived that way you you do have to go in and and look at yourself and how how are you approaching 
um, the people on your team? How are you leading them? Do you have emotional or relational equity? Like, have you built a relationship with them? Mm-hmm. Um, but once you have, I feel like that ability to be direct, if you let people give it back to you, yep. is so powerful because it can speed things up. Um, people grow to trust you because they know you've got their back. You're going to tell them as you see it. Um, and then I would also say, you know, at, at the end of the day, you got to kind of let that go. Uh, you know, business is business and you've yep. got to move things forward. And that requires direct conversation, um, especially when you get out of the realm of just the people you lead, when you're talking about making decisions on behalf of a business or, or, you know, we do, I do a lot of work with, you know, our vendors and, yep. and navigating into looking at, you know, what do we need to do to move the brand forward? Who do we need to work with? And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, my, my goal is to make the business the most successful. So I have to just remember that and to protect my team. And, you know, I, I hear that word. I get what people can think. But I also think that at the end of the day, I mean, if you're saying something directly that a man can say, it's not going to be viewed that way. I think it's yeah. just it's a persona that's kind of been painted over a period of time. And I do think that is a persona that does cause a lot of fear for women. Yeah. Um, especially women who maybe are a little bit older. I think the newer generation coming up, you know, I know my daughter's. Um, are very vocal yeah. um, and it's so different today than it was which I love to see that transition and how it's kind of transpired so all right Adam let's flip it to you tell us a little bit about yourself yeah so oh man where to start um, I'm 34 now um, and married to um, Tristan is my wife's name I actually met her at a college so how long have y'all been married God, you put me on the spot. It's about to be 11 years, I think. Wow. It might be 12. 2011. 11 years. Yeah, October you're right. will be 11 you got years. It. Thank you. She won't listen to this, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, te- I'll text her. Um, yeah, right. To make especially sure she just does that clip. Um, so, yeah, so I, I actually grew up. Um, I'll give you a quick rundown of, of the story. So, I, I was always a. Uh, I mean, I was a a fat kid growing up, um, chubby. And when I was in high school, I was a really good baseball player, um, like led the state and everything, but I was like 70 pounds overweight. And I went to camp at the University of Iowa, grew up in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. And um, this coach, I remember him, like I had my my dream set on playing at the University of Iowa. And this coach, he, he took me out to the outfield and he like walked me on the warning track and He's like, Adam, like, I just, <laughs> you're just not, you're not going to play at this level. You're a liability on the base paths. Wow. Which code for that is you're way too fat and <laughs> slow to ever play at this level. <laughs> um, so I remember going home that night and, you know, I, I think we all have those moments in our life where it's like, man, we can go one way or another. Um, and I remember being 16 years old and saying like, I'm going to prove this freaking guy wrong. And so whether that was the right way to be motivated or not is how I was motivated. Ended up losing 70 pounds. Um, started YouTubing how to lose weight, how to get faster. And long how long story did it short, take you? Do you remember? Six months. Wow. Yeah. So I was, uh, I showed up every morning, 5 a.m., weight room by myself. And then I ran to our rival high school and back every single day, which was six miles round trip. Um, and, and I dropped it. And so really that's where I got passionate about fitness. Um, and what it did for my life, you know, it, it provided me the opportunity to play Division One baseball, um, 
to to travel really travel the world and play baseball and then you know the confidence I, I was the guy who uh i went from not being super attractive and uh very hard to to get a girl to man it was uh it was pretty easy to get a date when you lose 70, 70 pounds. pounds how yeah. old were you i was 16 okay yeah so Baby. it was ashton's age yeah you know um and ashton is your daughter yes so for those of you guys that don't know uh, but long story short, that's that's I was always entrepreneurial growing up. Um, I was the kid that had the lemonade stand. I was uh, probably my, my first big entrepreneurial story was when I was like 15. I, I was like on the Internet still when you had the big box computers and the aim. By the way, timeout. What was your do you, did you have an AOL an aim um, like AOL chat? No. Not email. No, I did not. Oh. All right, well, I for did anyone, have an email, but I did not have a chat. For but anyone, I am a little older than you. Not that much older, though. So so would you have a MySpace? No, I didn't get on the MySpace. I kind of missed it. Uh, you know, I don't – I got married when I was 20. I didn't say that, yeah, but were, I did. I was a you're, baby. You were grinding. So I wasn't really like – So, yeah, I've, uh, I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit, and really my first big entrepreneurial um, moment was I was 15 years old, I was Googling online, you know, how to make money and all of this. And I found this Chinese manufacturer that did fake Jordans. <laughs> and so I, uh, I printed out, I'm like, all right, man, like high school kids, we all got like 50 bucks on the side. We can afford this. And so you had to, there was like a minimum quantity. I think you had to order like 20 pairs. And I, I made this whole binder. I printed out, I laminated it. And I went around the whole school and I just started selling these things as fake Jordans. Like I was up front with people. Um, I don't think I even knew the story. Yeah. It's did kind you, of embarrassing. How many did you get? Did Listen, you meet the minimum quantity? Oh, I met it by like I had. So the order was 68 pairs. And the pr it was something like six or seven thousand dollars. And I get noticed that. Um, from the U.S. Customs that they stopped the shipment. So I took in all this money, paid for it, U.S. Customs, boom. They they wow. don't allow the shoes to come in. One box, I think it had like six pairs in it, came in. And so I had to go to my parents, and they paid 6000 some odd dollars. To refund the money? To refund the money to everybody. Wow. So, yeah. So how do you go from, like, entrepreneur selling Jordans to ISI elite training? <laughs> So, I mean, there was there was different things. So I had, gosh, I had a limo business. Um, I opened a sports bar called Cleat Chasers. So any of you got you, you athletes out there, it's an amazing name. Um, and, and then I had a small studio when we first started. So I've always been entrepreneurial. And then 2013 comes, um, and that's really where ISI was born. So right out of college, graduated in 2011, went straight into. Um, really how, how this whole thing got started was, again, another entrepreneurial moment. I had an internship left for college. I hated college. And so I, uh, I, there was this Anytime Fitness right on the corner by college. And I went in there. I was like, look, guys, I, and I didn't have the money. I'll give you $800 a month. You sign off of my internship, but I get to keep all the money from personal training. They didn't have a personal training department at that time. And it was they like, it? oh, yeah, because it was $800 they weren't making at the yeah. time. So <laughs> I had like two guys working under me right away 
and brought on like 42 one-on-one clients, was doing close to $30,000 in revenue and opened a small little studio from there. And then um, where ISI was born was really out of a place of wanting to expand from this small one-on-one training studio that I had, uh, but also got a letter in the mail from a lawyer in Philadelphia because our studio was called Beachbody Fitness. So for any of you guys listening that know that, it's Insanity P90X. That's the parent company. Um, so I'm 21 years old when I do this. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I'm, you know, I don't know what IP is. I don't know what trademarks are. I don't know any of that. So I named the company Beachbody Fitness. And, um, and got their attention. I got their attention. About a year and a half later, I got a season assist letter from them. And, um, and so I had to change the name. And luckily it was at a time where I was going through a transition. I sold, I sold the bar. I sold the limo. Um, and I want to go all in on, on ISI. And so I was in church, uh, and the sermon was on Proverbs twenty seven seventeen. iron sharpens iron as one man sharpens another. And ultimately, like, that's what I wanted to, to cultivate in a company was this level of accountability, but this level of just a growth mindset. And I was like, man, there's no better name than that. So again, I'm still, you know, whatever, almost 10 years ago when it was, when we did it. So I'm, 23 still don't know a hell of a lot about business or anything right. and you know it's pretty cool that we have that name and everything today so that's so tell me a little bit about how all this kind of transpired in your life were you already married I was so I met my wife at Coastal okay um, and we got married um, in 2011 in October so we graduated in uh, in June so or in May June so we we were about six months. Um, well, actually, we were both uh, we were both fifth year college students, <laughs> so <laughs> we were still in college when we got married. Um, and, and yeah, Beachbody Fitness, limo business, all of that. We were in our first year, and then had a. I remember opening our first ISI and literally putting wax on the floor. We had a session starting at five a.m. on a Monday. And we were literally waxing the floor, putting final touches on. The whole team was in there. It was like 3.45 a.m. And literally, we, we got the last thing done at like 4.30, and people started rolling in at 5. Um, and Tristan was pregnant during that whole thing while we opened that. So, What do you feel like has been your most um, proud accomplishment so far with starting? You've started many businesses, but specific yeah. to ISI Elite Training, like is it surreal now where it is today versus – 2013 and yeah I think it's uh, what's interesting is like the the vision in 2013 was never to be a national brand like I think as we evolve as people and uh, you know confidence is is it's just simply you have to make courageous decisions and you gain confidence whether that's you know taking a financial risk on starting a business or having a hard conversation all of a sudden like you're now getting better at hard conversations Mm -hmm. And so it's like through making courageous decisions, you get to this point where you start to have confidence. And, you know, I, I 24 years old, making a lot of money and continue just to risk it all, reinvest, risk it all, risk it all to go from good to great. And, you know, that's still m- my theory today. And so I think from that standpoint, it's, you know, the vision, that's probably my, the most proud thing is you know, the team that we have today and where we're at and our franchise partners and the impact that we're making on a national level level. But when I look back hindsight, one of the coolest things is to see like how my vision has actually changed and evolved as I've evolved as a human. 
And, um, you know, because at that time, the dream, I remember pulling up when we opened our, uh, our fifth location in Myrtle Beach. And I was like 26, gives me chills. Um, and I just started crying my eyes out. It was just me. It was like four in the morning. I'm still coaching. And uh, I was like, man, I did it. And at that point, you know, I'm in a Im immaturity, right, from a business level, thinking that I'm on top of the world. And it was a big accomplishment. That's a huge accomplishment, right? 25? To, yeah. But to now see, you know, if I would have known at that moment of what was going to happen, um, it's just cool because he's just never let off the gas pedal. And, you know, but I'd say the most proud thing is, is what we're doing today and the impact that it's making. What would you say to other entrepreneurs? Because you kind of talked about, I've always been an entrepreneur, you know, and you hear some people say they're naturally entrepreneurs mm -hmm. or they come from an entrepreneur family. But I also think there's so many people who are just listening to this thinking, I wanted to tune in because I want to know not just what ISI Elite Training's about, but maybe they have a dream or a vision of their own, mm -hmm. you know, or they have an idea. Like yep. It's normally like you have it, but how do you take that step? And I know you talked about being courageous, but is there one thing you would kind of tell them to do to move it forward or bring it to fruition? Yeah, I mean, naturally I'm a – I've got a lot of confidence in myself to, to just figure it out, right? So I think for those people, like, two things come to mind. Number one is they're, like, faith is irrelevant without fear. And so, like, we're all going to have fear. And your level of faith, whether that's in God, yourself, whatever it is, like, that's got to be a substantial to, to go to the next level. And so I think from that, the I always tell people, too, like, w when I – go on a new business endeavor when i make a financial investment in something it's always what's the worst thing that can happen hmm. and i go back to that and it's like i go bankrupt cool i have so much confidence in myself to if i need to, to switch careers to go rebuild that i'm willing to take that risk right and so i think from that standpoint but that's confidence that has happened over the years for that that person that's maybe been in a stable job or you know, wanting more out of life, I'll say this, like, I've never met an entrepreneur that has ever said, I regret doing this. Um, now, you'll work twice as hard, you'll have twice as more, much stress at, at some point, right, as you're going through the building phase. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think it's, it's something that there's people that have, are meant to be entrepreneurs, there's people that, you know, what I hate is that in society, entrepreneurs are put on a pedestal. And, Entrepreneurs are not better. Actually, a matter of fact, I think 85 or 87 percent of millionaires today are came from corporate America. Right. And so it's interesting. Yeah, it's most people think it's these founders of companies and it's not. Th those are the select few. And so I think there's a place for entrepreneurs. There's a place for people that can be entrepreneurs, right, who can grow and be empowered within an organization and not have to take the financial risk. Um, or maybe don't have the ability to. And so I think it's stop trying to be, and you talked a little bit about this, what, what society is, is putting out there and start to really see like the, the, the best currency is happiness and joy. And um, for some people, like I'll say for most people, it's not entrepreneurship, but some people it is, you yeah. know, and leadership and management. And I think at the end of the day, that's, that's one of the things that probably bothers me the most is, I think in your gut, you know, if you're wanting to take a risk, then go do it. Because the worst thing that can happen is like you're back to where you're at today. But 
you know, don't don't be wanting to take a risk or, or go do your own thing if that's not truly what you want to do either. Right. So now today's kind of a special day mm-hmm. for us as a brand. Yep. Um, so we have, you know, 20 locations, 20 doors actually open as of today. Yep. So tell like let's talk a little bit about ISI Elite Training and like where it is today and, and what what is ISI Elite Training? Yeah. So 20 doors open Greensboro. North Carolina, shout out, Gavin and Carolyn Moss, owners there. Um, speaking of uh, corporate America, they, you know, that's where where they've been and continue to do that, and also are, are doing this too. So pretty exciting for that. Um, but where ISI is today is we're at 20 locations open. We're at close to 80 territories awarded, um, and, and we're sitting. For those of you guys that don't know what ISI is. Um, ISI, we're, we're sitting in the boutique fitness sector, right? So I'd say other brands in, in our sector are Orange Theory, F45, Burn Bootcamp, um, Eat the Frog, um, right. other brands like that, right? So that's kind of the arena that we sit in. And um, I'll say this, like, I'll let you tell them what our 10-year vision is of, of being a global brand. But we, we s- planned that out this year and, and really thought about that. And so... You know, where we're heading as a brand is, is incredibly exciting. And, you know, we've got five more locations opening over the next five weeks. So, yeah, it's a busy time. Yeah. Overall. I mean, I, I'm really excited for um, not only the, the growth, but the impact that we're making. It's pretty phenomenal to watch. And the, the stories we see from our members and how they're impacted and the friends they're making, the way it's changing their family, the lifelong commitments um, is really cool to see as a brand where we are. And mm-hmm. then you know, so much of the transformation that's that's coming to fruition. So, I mean, in the next 10 years, I mean, our goal is to have this uh, a national global brand with over a thousand doors open around the U.S. And yeah. I just am so excited to be a part of it. And just the past year, everything that's happened and, you know, I think it's pretty cool to see. What would you say? So you um, I don't I don't think you shared this in the beginning, but you came from another fitness brand. You also spent some time in the quick service industry. What would you say is ISI's differentiator when it comes down to, um, you know, getting like, how do we get to a thousand locations and, and why, why is I like, what's the special sauce in ISI and how you see us getting there? Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, I think when you see what we've already done so far, you know, you really got something special and I think it's something that's needed. Our training product is so different. Athletic based training. Um, it's definitely more strength forward. It's mm-hmm. a different type of product. Um, I, I used to always say, imagine like CrossFit gone mainstream, um, put a little bougie on it. Right. We like the cold towel at the end. Um, it's definitely takes place in a very beautiful, um, beautifully aesthetic facility. Um, our coaches are all certified first class, but I would say the, the big differentiator is, um, we are for everybody and it's community, you know, like we have, uh, we have a room for kids to come and hang out and watch you know, mom and dad get their workout, workout in. So if, if that's something you need, or if you're a single mom, it gives you that opportunity to do that or single dad. Um, I think it's just awesome that we've really created this, um, community and it's about more than just getting a great workout in, right? It's about a high five. It's about making a friend. It's about a place where people can connect when we need that so much today. Um, and then I, I think on the back end side of that is, if you want to be a part of making an impact, there's really 
not a better place to be, right? Yeah. I mean, and not only is it great, but if you can make money doing something that's yep. creating such an impact, and I would say our franchise partners are our biggest advocates, right? And they're such a big part of it. Like, they're their own community. We're a community. It really starts with all of us. Yep. Like, we're not any different than you know, our members, right? Like we go to our sessions, we work out together. We have that camaraderie here around our office. I think from a culture standpoint, it's, it's pretty phenomenal. Um, so not only is, is it a great pro product or I should say it's a brand, right? And we're a community yeah. and that's something that people really want to be a part of. So I have every confidence in where we're going because, um, it, it's, it's really something that is unique and spectacular. I think one of the, the interesting things, too, is you said we're strength forward. And, you know, a lot of people, when they look around, like, man, the, the landscape. So you got into the fitness industry when? 16? 16. Yeah, so I've been in since 11, right? So five years before that. But, like, the landscape is constantly changing. And one, one consistent thing is that, you know, a lot of people, and it's true to a fact, I think there's a couple things to talk about here, is that the the saturation or, man, there's so many options out there, right? True. And I think from that standpoint, it tells you two things. It tells you, number one, that there's demand, because if there's so many options, then there's got to be demand. It also really shows us that man, you don't have to have that huge of a community like you did in the old days of having 3,000 members at a big box gym to be super successful. So, you know, whereas, you know, other brands that you could qu quote unquote say competition, I mean, I truly believe there's space for everybody to win and everybody needs this. I mean, over 80% of America is obese right now and we're the smartest we've ever been in history of humankind. So that's going to tell you we need community, we need accountability, we need we need to be coached and you know th i think that's one thing that's so unique about isi is that our modality is coaching and you know for those of you guys that are out there like especially if you guys are educated around like the boutique fitness space so our what is it, you'd know this because you're the coo but our members our elite membership base what is the how many of our members percentage wise across the brand are on a, the elite which is the unlimited membership um, I would say, I don't know the exact number, but it's, it's roughly right at a little over 90%. Yeah. It's a majority. And that, that, I think that speaks volume to saying like, this is a lifestyle brand, right? And so for those of you guys that don't know, many other concepts out there that are modality based, um, sit around 50%, uh, as far as the unlimited membership. And that may not mean a lot to you guys, but what that does mean is if someone has an unlimited membership, they're coming and they're only utilizing that, you know, yeah, and so they're creating community. Yeah, but I think it's really real, community. though, because we're not, we're not just doing one, you're not just doing the same thing every yep. time you come in. It's always different. You're never doing the same workout twice. Um, it's, it's always a different, you know, focus from yep. upper body to lower body to core to cardio. So you really don't need to have, you don't need to go anywhere else, yep. right? You really can get it all um, in one, one location. So I think that's a that's something that's really awesome about our brand as well. Yeah, for sure. Well, let's wrap this thing up. Yeah. Any, um, let's see. We said we were going to ask each other. I told you I have five questions for you. Or you, I didn't know if you were being serious or not. You do? I do. You ready? Or is this speed round? This is speed round. Okay. 
If it's I a, answer, then you're going to answer an, the same ones? It's an either or. That's fine. Okay, let's it's go. It's an either or. You won't remember what I asked you, though. You ready? Try me. Apple let's pie go. or pumpkin pie? Apple. Ooh. All right. <laughs> Christmas or Thanksgiving? Mm. That's tough. Ugh. Uh, I'm going to go with Thanksgiving. I think when I was younger, it would have been Christmas, but it's, I think it's Thanksgiving. Winter or summer? Winter. I'm all about the layers. Mm. Squats or push-ups? That's a tough one, too. Those are, like, equally great. Um, I'm going to have to go with uh, push-ups. Mexico or Tennessee? Mexico. Ta-da. You remember what I asked you? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Let's see how well I do. Okay, so apple or pumpkin? Pumpkin. I asked you the question, so I know mine. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> I may go in a different order. Summer or winter? Uh, summer, 100%. Okay. Um, Mexico or Tennessee? Mexico. Oh, Thanksgiving or Christmas? Thanksgiving. Is that the only one we align on so far? No, we've aligned on all of them. Did you say cherry pie? You didn't even ask the cherry pie. Oh, what did I ask you? <laughs> It was pumpkin or, or what um, else? apple. Oh, did you say apple? Yes. See, I'm bad listening. Um, okay, last on one is push-ups or squats? Squats. Squats. 100% oh. opposite outside of this is this. It's good, though. Outside of the other, yeah. Yin and yang. Yin and yang. All right. You wrapping us That's up? That's a wrap. All right, cool. So, guys, again, this was our, our first episode, so you guys got to hear it first uh train for life please tune in share this um whether you're watching this on youtube you're hearing it on itunes you're watching it on instagram reels i'm sure our marketing team has this everywhere um and we look forward to bringing on some really cool guests we're gonna be bringing on some franchise partners who else are we bringing on some uh mentors of ours yes any hq employees um, potentially I think we're definitely gonna have some hq spotlights yeah, and then maybe even some uh, some coaches too. So we'll be talking about anything and everything. And uh, guys, don't forget, I'm going to already start it, but this is our first episode. Leave us a review if you love it. Share it with your friends and uh, do all those things that people say at the end of a podcast. I, I'll get better at it. But for now, we will see you guys later. Thanks right. for tuning in.